Hey, welcome to After Church Gist. I was about to say praise the Lord because you know we just got out of service and um, still, still, still flowing in the spirit. Don't worry, don't worry. Um, I'm not going to speak in tongues right now because uh, <laughs> I'm trying to, to to suppress the excitement. You know when you get out of a powerful service, a service that speaks the mind of God to you, that tells you the path you should begin to take. You just feel like you've had an encounter with God. And for real, that's how it is in every service. If you should see it that way, when going to church, have the mind that you're going to have a special encounter with God. So that way, the message will just be like God is speaking directly to you through the pastor or through the priest. My name is Blessing, and this is After Church Gist. Now, on Transform, uh, you can get after churches and trend so pick any but i advise that you pick both and listen to every fresh content there i'm surrounded by my wonderful brethren i've got confidence here i also have esosa ada and kelvin nice to have all of you here with me thank, thank you, you. okay so how was service today i've just relayed my experience you know i'm still basking in the prayer of today's service you know the message I like the praise too. I don't know what SSA enjoyed most. I don't know what confidence enjoyed most. So, can you share in the service today? Uh, for me, I like the message. I like the way Pastor, like, this is out, it was calm, but yet the message was straightforward. Mm. And very practical too. Yes. So, Ada, what was the high point for you? Like, even before the message came, what was that part you see you actually enjoyed? service actually enjoyed every Everything. part of the service mm. from the choir administration from the prayer session at, at least yeah. yes then the choir administration then to turn it up the world was awesome mm. the world was really awesome it touched every part of my life and i believe it affected the lives of everybody positively oh yes it is so kelvin cycle of obedience that was the topic today obedience is something that is really really hard why do you think it's hard to be God. Yeah. It's hard to be God because it's not within your human capacity to really obey God because God is not human. He's a spirit. So anything that must be done or put out there to God must be in spirit and in truth. So we must crave to have that spiritual capability in order to obey God fully i like the fact that you added fully because that's what the circle of obedience talks about it's like the circle of a thing is a process if you stop at one point it's not complete so for the full circle it means that you have to obey god completely but you find that we obey god in some parts and not in some parts confidence why are we like that i know that um, kelvin has talked about that it's not within our natural capability to obey god but even when we say we are believers and we're being led by the holy spirit God is asking us to do something. We do it to a particular point, and then we say, "Hey, God, this is where I can obey you to. Just let's go." Now, who would you want us to emulate amongst the saints that we've read about in the gospel, in the Bible, that had complete obedience towards God's instruction, so that we can even look up to them? Okay, I think there are a lot of saints who obeyed God, and there are a lot of stories regarding obedience in the Bible. Um, I remember when we were in children's church, I think one of the first topics when our children's church started was Abraham. 
complete obedience. <laughs> I, I cannot forget <laughs> that time. Oh, you remember. So Abraham is the model for complete obedience. He obeyed God regarding his reasoning, regarding that he was sacrificing the child that he had waited for. And I would say, when we don't obey God, I would say two things cause it. Number one, when you talk about obeying somebody, if you tell me to do something, that may not be the thing I wanted to do in the first place. I already have my own way, the way I wanted things to be. So sometimes it's not easy for some of us, especially those of us that are very stubborn, it's not easy for us to change what we wanted to do before to another thing. So we have our will. Then for like Naaman, sometimes it's pride. Sometimes it's, it does not make sense. Mm. How does this? Thinking, not forgetting that God is the one that has sense more than us. But then <laughs> we are saying that it does not make sense. We've gone to school now. We've yes. read books. Yes. We're now maybe uh, degree holders, PhD holders, and professors. So we want to reason things. You know, if you reason it this way, according to so and so book, it doesn't make sense. So I understand where you're coming from. To the very educated, a lot of things in scripture don't make sense to some of them. Yeah. It feels like, no, you can tell that to I went to school. I, I remember someone telling me, <laughs> oh, we're educated. You know, these things they tell you people in church, they're all, you know, it doesn't check out. I went to school. That was the words of, of the person. So uh, how do we cultivate this habit of obedience? Not just obe- obeying God, but obeying Him fully. Esther, what are the steps to having this attitude of complete obedience? Well, for me, I think as human beings, we cannot do anything by ourselves because the flesh is always there to remind us that, see, you cannot do this thing. Or even if you get it started, you always be doubting if you can do it completely. So I think everything or the basic step is to have a relationship with God, first of all. Because once you establish that relationship with God, God begins to like teach you things even from the baby step, even though you cannot get to do it um, fully at first, with time you begin to grow in faith. And then when you mature in faith, you want to do things. And then you need to be confident and trust in God. When you have trust in God, you believe in Him and you able to, when you have that belief in Him, you can do what He asks you to do. A sincere love for God, a sincere love for God to bring about obedience to because I, I don't see any reason why you do something for, for someone you don't love. Okay, related to um, everyday life, I don't love you. Or maybe you have a problem or issue with somebody. Or maybe the person is that kind of person that everything gets to the person's heart. And then the person has this issue with that person. And then you are expecting the person to do something for that person. Or maybe the person is in a position where the person will need help. And you don't like this person. Tell me, is there any way you can help a person at that moment when you know you have a beef for that person? Yeah, I get it. The relationship with God matters. If you don't have a relationship with God, obeying God will be hard. Because it's like a stranger asking you to do certain things. Yes, and then also, you need to also be mindful of the promises that God has for you. When like you have remembered those promises, God's word, that's why you need to also meditate on God's word daily. Even though it's not easy, like considering our daily schedules and everything to we need to create uh, make our time to study God's word because they keep those promises fresh in our minds and then it makes us make our hopes high and then do you understand you begin to like you have faith in God that oh, if I hold on to this or if I give this God is going to like do this in my life because you'll be when you pray you'll be able to relate to those promises 
Okay. And then God will see that you trust in Him so He can help you if you completely obey Him. Mm. Now you brought us to the benefits of obedience. What are the confidence? The first benefit of obedience for me, I believe that any time God asks me to do something and I do it, I feel peace. Peace. That's who. There's a way I feel peace that, yes, and I feel like my relationship with God has become stronger because it becomes like you now know your master's voice yeah. and you can now obey. So I feel peace in my heart. Immediately, I obey God. You just That's the calmness. There will be this calmness, yes. And the fact is, God does not go back on his word. That's just the fact. Sometimes it takes us time. It takes us pain. But the truth is that God never goes back on his word. I know um, there was a testimony in church that pastor last Sunday asked people to sow a seed of intercession and last week something happened to somebody and she remembered that seed of intercession. She may have paid, she may have not, been, I don't think she dropped up to 50,000 naira. She, was a, she obeyed. She obeyed, she obeyed. that's yes. the key thing. Yeah. It's so not it about saves us from the offering of, or the obedience. Yeah. A lot obedience. of things and it shows God that we are, we are growing and we are ready, we are committed to him. Okay, so now how do we avoid distractions? Those things that discourage us from obeying God fully. You know, uh, we start by saying that, yes, some persons obey, but to a certain point, they stop. Something must have made the person who obeyed at first to stop. What are those likely distractions that make people not to obey completely, and how do we avoid them at them? Actually, to me, um, being rooted in the world of God is what gives you that faith, that confidence that you're secure. And when you're being rooted in the world, you will have the zeal to always abide by God's commandments. Now, distractions like um, family issues, financial issues, you want to relate the things of God and the worldly things, like people will say, this is the things of God, the worldly things of looking for how, what to eat, how to eat, and when to eat. Forgetting that in the Bible, um, the Bible made us to understand that if the birds of the earth, they fly out every day, they don't worry about what to eat. They don't worry about what to wear. Now, what about we who are being made in God's own image and likeness? Won't he provide for us? Whatever we are doing, I believe we should be fully concerned about the things that pertain to God. And when you'll be fully concerned about that is when you have the love of God. If you don't love God, you can't obey His will and you won't reap of His blessings. So, when you love Him, you'll be forced to have this intimacy with Him. You'll be forced to have a quiet time with Him and that is where you hear from Him on what to do. You inquire of the Lord, Father, what should I do at this moment, at this time? And that is why even in trials, Job never cursed God. Despite his tribulations, despite he lost everything, he's a mortal man like us. But in this generation, I don't think we have such type of joke then, because many people will start weighing options. Ah, uh, yes, God called me in this part, but Father Lord, did you see that I am sick? Did you see excuses start coming up? Yeah, so they cannot obey. Job, Job was like, he gives and he has taken it. Who am I? Naked I come, naked I go. And if you watch him, the Bible. His later was greater than the former. Mm. So I believe obedience to God's will is very, very vital as a believer, as a Christian, and as a child of God. Okay, I just want to add that um, you must shut your mind and shut your ears to 
people who say things contrary to God's yeah. word. Like you made mention of the, the sparrows, they don't uh, plant, not to talk about uh, harvesting, reaping, but yet God feeds them. And this reminds me of our service next week, uh, which is going to be first fruits. Yeah. You know, some persons will say, ah, ah, January, yeah, I should bring my first fruits. There's school fees, oh, there's house rent, and so many other needs that should be taken care of. But if you want to trust the God who feeds the sparrows, who don't go to the farm, who don't plant, let's talk about uh, how they're going to reap. If he takes care of them and he's saying, bring the first fruits, the first fruits you've had for this year, he has a plan. It's hard to do. It's hard for you to try to figure out how you're going to make things work. That's why it's not for you to rest on your intelligence or it's for you to rely on him. And that's why the relationship is also very important. If you have a relationship with somebody and the person says, do this, and you're saying, okay, I know you won't lead me astray. I know you won't do something wrong. So if you're saying, do this, I trust you. So that relationship helps you have that trust in God. That if God is saying, bring it, it won't make me go hungry. It won't make me go hungry. And so you're able to do it. So if, at times, like why I say, shut your, your ears and your mind to other persons. If you consult a man, who is not in sync with God's command? They say, "Are you stupid? <laughs> you want to give your they first prince that, that, that you have. You want yeah. to give your money. So how would you leave? They start bringing different suggestions. How would you leave? How would you pay your rent? So when this need comes up, how would you meet this? How would you do that? So by the time they are able to distract you, you now say, "It's true. It's true. Ah, no, now, no, now. I won't do it. You see, they will to convince you. That's why you must know those whose hearts are in sync with God's." And those whose hearts are not. So I'm sorry to the things of God does not make sense. At all. Yeah. So to the natural so man. That's why the Bible says in all in all things acknowledging and obey obedience is better than sacrifice. And he also uses the foolish things to confirm the wise. Yeah, this is one foolish thing, first fruit that you should do. <laughs> <laughs> one foolish thing that you should do. do. Very so, powerful. so you see the wisdom of God at work. Alright, until next service when we bring to you after churches we ask that you stay committed to god have a relationship with him talk to him about your fears you may even tell him god i want to do this but i have fear about what's going to happen help me overcome this fear you need grace for these things you need grace because i i i i know it must be the grace of god for abraham to agree that he was going to sacrifice Isaac yeah. and take him there. After waiting for years. Ah, yeah. After waiting for <laughs> years. His grace. So you need that grace. Yes, Ask him for it and he will graciously give to you. My name is Blessing. Uh, you've also been listening to Confidence, Esosa, Ada, and Kelvin. Take care of yourself Love you. and keep trusting God. Thank you. Bye. Bye. And don't forget to like our Facebook page at MOPAK1. That's also the handle um, with which you can reach us on any other social media platform. Always go to Anchor so you can check us out at Transform for After Church Gist and Trend. Bye. Bye.